A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered. Welcome to Deep Discussion Podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Walter Williams. Thank you for tuning in and thank you again for your continued support of Deep Discussion's mission to provide um, understanding and open-mindedness as sources of light to areas that appear dark. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, as you know, I usually like to start off my podcast with the reading of a poem, and this poem is entitled Village. It takes a village to raise a child. In some cases, that's putting it mild. What then happens when resources are low? Offspring are faint, limited roots to grow. Sure, rain may come 
to replenish the source. Sun may shine, helping it take its course. Still it needs handling to uniquely bond. Its essence may wither if left in the elements for too long. Today's guest is a Jungian analyst and licensed clinical psychologist who wears many hats from owning a practice to conducting workshops and seminars and providing therapy. Today though, we talk about her hat as an author with her book titled, The Absent Father Effect on Daughters. My guest today is Ms. Susan Schwartz. Thank you, Ms. Susan, for joining me today on Deep Discussion Podcast. How are you? Good, and thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure, actually. Well, I was really fascinated by um, your book and obviously your background as I got to learn more about you. So I'm very pleased to have you on today to um, share more about yourself, but more importantly, this very um, interesting and dynamic book that you wrote. So um, first, you know, introduce yourself, let the, let the audience know what it is you do and um, what you love most about what you do. Uh, well, I think they kind of go together because what I do and what Jungian analytical psychology is about is really exploring the unconscious and bringing it into conscious life. So it's people who come in with a certain symptom, but really the question is what's going on underneath that has remained unknown. So what I enjoy is discovering with the people that I work with, what they've been missing and how to replenish themselves that affects who they are, culture, family, life, direction, their whole lives. It, it's really how to take, how to find the meaningfulness out of the issues. Wow. That's a very fascinating and um, very interesting uh, way to explain what you did. And that's probably, that's probably not even the basis of it, um, as it can probably go a lot deeper. Um, so today we're going to talk about your book um, that you, again, titled The Absent Father Effect on Daughters. And when reading about your book, I was quite intrigued by a few things um, that you had in your introduction. Can you give the viewers and the listeners a summary of your book and what inspired you to write it? Yes, let me add onto the title, which is the subtitle is Father Desire, Father Wounds. Wow. So that explains the absence even more. So usually when a father figure, whatever form has been absent, there is a desire for the father and there's also wounding. You have to know what the wounds are to fill, to fill. Right. And the point is to be able to fill where you've been hurt. Some people just deny it. They say, well, oh, he was absent. That's okay. Everybody else on my block had an absent father too. Well, no, it really isn't okay. Because what did you lack? And what wants to be filled in now and for future generations? So my point in writing it and really pointing out absence, desire, and wounding is presenting also that there is hope to fill all of those areas. Let, let me just add one other thing, which is that in Jungian analytical psychology, 
um, the use of dreams is a wonderful way to get into the unconscious. So how one dreams about a father or one's own father is incredibly helpful for sure. And what how one is in relationship is also helpful about what the father was like. So if the father wasn't there, how are you replicating the absence in your own relationship and also in relationship to yourself? Oh, wow, that's very uh, that's very insightful and very um, very interesting uh, information that you provided there. Um, and again, I'm I'm very like honored and just so excited to have you share this because um, you know a lot of people need to hear this kind of information. You know, not just you know not just because you know they may be someone who experienced it, but like myself, as I've shared with you, you know. I'm, you know, the way I met my wife or the way our relationship kind of took off was, you know, she experienced, um, she had a rough experience with her father who was pretty much an absent father. And, you know, I called her one day not knowing that he had stood her up and, you know, I asked her, did she want, did she want to hang out to kind of get her mind off of things? And that day, once we hung out, that was when we noticed each other. So when you talk about like, how you feel that, or, you know, how you find some, you know, how you find some kind of way to replace that, so to speak, you know, that's why one of the reasons why your story or your book really resonated with me and it connected with me because obviously one, I'm not a daughter. So looking at this, looking at this is not something that will just make me say, oh, this really impacts me, but I'm married to someone who is a daughter. So it's so many different ways you can connect with people. I think so. I would say as well. So there's many levels about what you shared about your story. I would wonder if, and this is kind of what the book refers to as well, your unconscious met with your wife's unconscious and you knew somehow that was the time to contact her and she was open to be contacted. And then the two of you came together as if to fill in the absent father that has been there for her maybe for you in some ways, and that both of you will become different from knowing that absence and the wounding. It changes one the more you become conscious of it. it it's Your story is actually kind of the way that one would hope absence could be filled, because then hopefully you will carry that on to the next generations. There's one other thing also in your story too, that uh, in Jungian psychology, this is what's kind of cool as well, is that, you know, if you look at all the fairy tales or the fables or the legends, there oftentimes is an absent father or the daughter has to leave the father's kingdom and find another. And your story was kind of like that. And so, yeah, so it's quite beautiful how our own personal story replicates the stories of our culture, our world, and how to feel it. It really, it doesn't always mean that one finds, you know, the prince or the, but we find another who reflects and is there with us. And, and that's really in 
your story. I kind of expanded it, but but it's a good story. Yeah, we could probably go on for much longer, almost hours talking about this because this is really interesting and I'm really enjoying this conversation and learning from you. Um, So just to basically stay on schedule here, because I want I want to talk more about your book. Um, You put you had a couple of quotes that I wrote down that I really that really spoke to me. That really made me say, wow, this woman knows her stuff. (laughs) Um, One of the quotes was the central premise is the absence of the father is harmful, not only to absence, but the presence of the absence affecting a daughter in body, mind and soul. And when people read that quote, their first question will probably be, how does it affect her body, mind, and soul? I mean, mind and soul is kind of self-explanatory, but you could probably give a deeper insight on that. But how does it affect her body? It affects her because who is reflecting back to her, her own beauty? I don't mean exteriorly only, but who affirms her in her body and there are so many i'm going to use an example so for instance women who might have trouble with their bodies they didn't maybe get the right father's gaze so some fathers don't look at their daughters they look at them in a lecherous way or they're not there and they look there's no look so the affirmation of one's physical being health, well-being, how to take care of yourself. They don't have anybody. It's how are they going to learn? And our culture does not really does not really bring the strength of a woman's body to her. It might bring the wrong image. So she really needs the father to reflect back the health and strength of her body. If he isn't there, She's like up against air. She can get some of it from her mother, but even also culturally, it's not really promoted that a father will help a daughter grow into her own physical self. Too often it gets twisted around. And the body, mind, and soul all go together. I mean, you can't help your body If you don't help your mind and your soul and by mind and soul, I also mean that the father will honor the daughter's intelligence, her curiosity, her desire to know her own inner spirit. If he's not there, where does she get it? I mean, maybe from a grandfather figure or a teacher, somebody, but maybe she doesn't get it at all. And then she's got to grow it from inside because those, the father figure, whatever he means, is always inside of us as well. Wow, that's really good stuff there. Um, Okay, so for the next quote um, that I wanted to touch upon is you said, absence is accentuated because it implies the space to be filled and the necessity to attend to the lack. And that really speaks to the story that we just shared a minute ago. But if you had more that you wanted to share, you can, but we kind of talked about that. Yeah, let me also add, because it fits with your poem, which is that absence, because it's like a vacuum, 
means that there is also hope. So it when I speak about absence, I'm not just talking about it in a, oh my goodness, this is the end. No, it is how do you feel it? How do you have hope? How do you access your own hope? And all of those parts that it takes to fill in oneself and recognize that you have strength and that you can do it and lies inside of you. Absolutely. Yeah. So the absence then can get filled in a very healthy way. And the process of finding it is a therapeutic process because you find out who you are, who you really are, how much you have. Yeah, yeah, because like you're saying, with, with the absence, again, that that like that absence almost is like it requires you sometimes, you know, look like trying to find the source to fill that absence is, is work in itself. But if you're lacking or struggling to find that source, then it takes extra work on yourself because, you know, you still can't be without or you still can't have yourself like lacking so much while you're trying to find that source. So what you're saying is really like, it, it really, I'm sure it can connect with a lot of people that are listening and watching. So I'm, um, I think that, yeah. So. I, let me add also to what you just said, which is, I would like to stress the hope in all of this because it's got a very hard side. Generations of fathers never had to be there. And sadly, a lot of men might not have done what you did. I'm going to be very stereotypical about this and be sensitive to somebody else and say, you know, I see you're hurting. So I can provide a space and let's let's just hang out together. And unfortunately, I think it's a lack or the opportunity for men to be able to come forward just like you did and say, I can offer you something. So it's quite, it's an opportunity for men and for the masculine and the fathers to come forward, no matter how they are, how old they are. I mean, they can come forward when they're, I don't know, 90 and say, you know what? I realize I wasn't there, but I want to clear it up. I want to figure it out. I want you to have a good life. I want to support you which is kind of what you did with your wife, which is great for both of you. Well, I appreciate that. That definitely means a lot, you know, and uh, I mean, I I don't think, I mean, our stories are different because, you know, my father wasn't really involved in my life as much, but I've always had my mother. So like the dynamics are a bit different. So I was able to at least relate or connect with her on on that scale. But obviously when it's the father-daughter connection, it's a bit different than it is the son father connection. So um, I was able to have some empathy there when it came to that with her. Yes, but you also could ask yourself, so the absence, you know, how would you have learned to be, um, to be empathic? You didn't learn it from the father who wasn't really there, but you might from your mother, but equally. So in the dynamic, the father daughter there also is the mother in a way because she then doesn't have a partner so the child the child daughter or son picks up the absence and then also how are you going to fill it 
So the son is going to fill it in one way and the daughter will fill it in another. But that absence is something I think absence in the emotional way and the physical way is something that has not been there culturally for a long time. Absolutely. Well, like I said, we can really be on these uh, topics all day. So let me uh, get to the next question. Um, yes. Which yes. looks like it's centered around another one of the quotes you had. Um, so I had here, I said, they say ignorance is bliss, they say, but your introduction, you seem to combat that notion. Uh, you stated that you're, in your book, you, you developed the idea that identification with or ignorance of the absent father has serious ramifications. It means a daughter can become unconscious and inwardly empty without connection to herself. So without giving, obviously, too much information, how would you advise a daughter who has an absent father and is ignorant to or identifying with the presence of an absent father? You know, um, well, in my work, I certainly um, present with people that I work with. So what did you miss? So that they become conscious or the people always uh, frequently do this. So-and-so did the best they could, but what if they didn't do the best they could? So I think part of my job and opportunity is to present, well, let's examine this. Let us really look at it. What did you wish for? What did you wish? What kind of attention did you wish for? And are you treating yourself the way your father treated you? And if you excuse him, are you letting yourself off the hook of doing and being all that you are. And maybe it's all right to say, no, he didn't do the best that he could. I want more and I want to do better in my life than I was treated. So I think part of that is that kind of self-examination and not everyone has to go into therapy and not everyone will, but the self-examination can be there anyway. People do journals, they write down their thoughts and feelings, they pay attention to their relationships, and they talk with their partners and their friends about these kinds of issues. It really deepens and makes valuable life. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think, you know, I completely agree with what you're saying, you know, it's because, you know, when you mention the whole culture thing, like I know a lot of people, you know, besides my wife who um, had absent fathers or who don't really have a relationship with their father. So knowing their stories, knowing their backgrounds and knowing who and how they are, you know, you can really see a lot of things that, that like sometimes you can kind of like spot it and say like, based on the interaction you had with them, you can say, ah, you know, they, that they may have built that from that absence or that limited interaction with their father so when I hear or see people kind of like identify with the fact that they don't have a present father, they kind of like try to use that as motivation to push them. But sometimes that's not the right attitude to have. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, I'm going to, you know, focus more on myself. You know, you don't want to let those things like really finagle or, you know, interrupt or disrupt what it is that you're trying to accomplish because, you know, you're, it's almost like you're trying to impress someone that's not there. 
That that is exactly right. And also, I think culturally, the father has been, you could say, idealized. So when he's not there, oh, we think, oh, he was really great because yeah. this and that. But he really wasn't. It, the idealization of someone comes at the lowering of the other. Mm. So the, the father figure, he's he knows he was great. He wasn't there, but that means that the daughter diminishes herself. And that's the piece. Yeah. So if you diminish yourself, you can't live all of your qualities. And that's really a tragedy. Wow. That's, now that's a good point there. I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the, so the last question I have for you, and then we'll go into um, the spiritual relief segment. Um, yes. You said when absent, he has not realized her needs for good attachment or how he can damage with his withdrawal. This creates delicate areas and her punctuated with various psychological impasses. Because she does not appear in in his vision, she receives no reflection from him, impeding development into herself. So this made me wonder, who do you feel will benefit more from reading your book, The Absent Father or The Abandoned Daughter? I think both, actually. I think they both, because I think, and it's not to castigate the father. It's more to, and not just educate, but open the eyes and say, not just, you know, you were terrible, because that doesn't get anywhere, but much more, right? But much more, pay attention. What can you do now? And it is important. And it also says you as a father were important, are important. And it says to the daughter, you count, you're important too. So I would say both, even though it's kind of slanted to the daughter, it also is, I think, meaningful for fathers to know not just what they've done, but how important their presence is in the lives of their children. It's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me just say one other thing. And that the focus on fathers as part of a family have has only been looked at really for about the last 30 years. When you read back in the literature, it's always about the mother. Mm-hmm. It's hardly about father gets one line, then he's gone. So I think in the last several years, it's been much more emphasized that father is an important part of the emotional well-being of children and for himself as well. Wow. Wow, that was really good information. I appreciate you sharing that and sharing your expertise. Um, So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go into the spiritual relief segment. Um, I think you said you will kind of just sit and listen um, and then follow after that, I'll um, introduce a new segment that I created called My Top Five, but it'll actually be top three because I did a reevaluation of the list and I realized some of them were kind of like the same thing. So um, okay. I'll do with my top, it's going to be my top three this week. Um, and okay. um, we'll get into that after I finish the spiritual relief. So today's spiritual relief segment comes from Philippians chapter two, verses 12, verses I'm sorry, verses 12 and 13. And those verses read, 
Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And what I what I gather from, from these verses was God's presence is what we should live according to, despite there may be some absence in our journey. God is always going to be with us, and he will always be, be the one who, who leads you and who has predestined your destiny for you. And know that you are to live your life according to your faith and your knowledge of him. And lastly, God has a plan for you, which he has created you in his image. Despite the notion of us being created in the image of man, no one's love, whether present or absent, could match the love of God. So now we'll segue into, um, again, a new segment that I just started. So you actually get to be uh, a part of the unfolding of a new segment. Um, so I'm going to think of a more catchier name for it. I've been thinking about it for the longest time and haven't come up with it yet. But pretty much what this is, is I'll do a top three to five um, reasons or um, subjects, basically, related to what was discussed. So for this particular discussion, I chose the top three reasons why parents may neglect their children. And what I have here is fear of failure, resentment, whether it be resentment on behalf of the absent parent or the present one, um, and I have uh, incompetence. So those are the three that I have. Um, there may be many more, um, but to me, the one that stood, stands out to me or sticks with me the most is the resentment one, because a lot of people I know, um, including a close friend of mine and my brother, um, both were, quote unquote, absent from their children's lives because the mothers kept them away from them. So when I hear stories about men or fathers not being present in their children's life, that, you know, it kind of strikes a nerve with me. The first question I asked was, well, what is the mother doing? Is the mother letting them see them? Because I've seen my best friend and my brother be, you know, restricted or pushed away. So that's the one that sticks with me the most. You can either um, provide feedback on my list or you can give your own list, whichever you, whichever you like to do. Well, I, yes, yes. Um, your, your list is interesting. I think also that when the mother has kept the father away, it is really up to the father to try to find a way to see his children, because those children will need to see their father, and they will need to know that the father is interested in them. So I think what I'm saying is, I'm bringing up a question, is there a way to get through somehow to connect with children. You know, even if you can send a text, if there's still something about saying, I'm your dad, I'm here, I'll meet you at the soccer game, something. And I wanted to add one thing when you said fear of failure. I think a lot of fathers don't know how to do it because they didn't have a father. And so, yes, they're afraid to fail because they don't know what to do. So it wants to be honored, the fear of failure. Wow. Yeah, the fear of, fa the fear of failure one really is probably one that probably 
I relate to the most. I mean, not that I failed because I have a 10 month old, but I was, you know, I was a little bit terrified and nervous about becoming a father because mine wasn't really present in my life. But, you know, I think what really inspired me and made me feel ready and capable is one, how great my, my wife is with children in general, but also watching my brother from afar because my brother did eventually, um, you know, was able to establish that relationship with his son. And the issue was that he didn't even know that he had a son. She had the baby and never even told him from the beginning. So that's where, that's where, you know, sometimes I really get a little, like, why well, I kind of get in detective mode sometimes when that happens. But yeah, fair failure is probably, probably the most common one um, because, you know, they don't, they, like you said, they didn't have a father in their life or just the way society kind of paints men and puts so much pressure on them. And sometimes they don't feel like they can meet up to what society, you know, holds them to. Yes, <clears throat> which means that they get to be who they are and do not just society, but do what their heart tells them and really listen to their heart. And unfortunately, I don't think society or culture in general has listened to men's hearts. I think it's changing or men that really want to take care of their babies. That's heart. And that's changing as well uh, as your example. And that men can be emotional. It's really a shame that that can't happen because that's nature. It's natural. Everyone should be able to love as they want. Absolutely. Well, um, we're coming up against the clock here. So, um, yes. so what I'll do is I'll give you the floor to share your um, contact information, how people can reach you um, okay. if they're interested in learning more about you, your business, and your services. Okay, thank you so much. So my website is www.susanschwartz, it's S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z, phd.com. And the book is The Absent Father Effect on Daughters, Father Desire, Father Wounds. And it's available from the publisher Rutledge, also on Amazon, Karnak, all the other internet book sites that we all search out. So that's how one can get a hold of me. And thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. I, um, I'm so grateful and appreciative of you for taking the time out. You know, I know you have a busy schedule. As I said earlier, you have many hats that you wear, but um, for you to put aside some time to join me um, in deep discussion today, I thank you and I wish you, uh, I wish you much luck in all of your future endeavors. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. 
And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you. And I wish you the same. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Take care now. Yes. Bye. Bye.